Welcome back to Inside Marketing Design. This is a show where I get on calls with my fellow marketing designers in the tech industry and talk to them about how they get their work done at their companies. On today's show, we're taking a look inside marketing design at WeConnect. WeConnect is a digital health company and they help people to recover from substance use disorder through an incentive-based mobile app. They also offer one-on-one peer support and have online meetings for people in recovery. It was really interesting to get on a call with Marina Snyder, who is the marketing designer and front-end developer at WeConnect to talk about how things work when you're marketing for a health company. WeConnect is a very different type of tech company for this reason and that it's not like where I work at ConvertKit and a lot of the other companies that we've had as part of this series where a visitor comes to the website, hits sign up, becomes a customer, and you know, that's a conversion. What Marina ends up dealing with and what we spoke a bit about on this episode is marketing to two different audiences, the health partners and then the people in recovery themselves. It's an interesting dynamic and we had a good conversation about this and also just about in-house marketing design in general and um, the career path for it. Speaking of career path, a little bit on Marina before we get into the episode. She's been at WeConnect for about a year now and has had quite a varied career before this. She has a degree in English and sort of started out working as a marketer, but that's where she got introduced to web design was from the like marketer side of things and started freelancing, doing web design on the side, started learning to code as well. She's worked as a project manager in a design studio, worked as a front end developer, and she brings all of these skills together um, to be marketing designer plus front end developer at WeConnect. So without further ado, let's get into the episode and take a look inside marketing design at WeConnect Health Management. Welcome, Marina, to Inside Marketing Design. I'm very excited to have you here to talk about marketing design at WeConnect. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm really I'm excited to be here, and thank you for having me. Let's start by talking about the team at WeConnect. I think this is always a good place to start in these episodes, just to give us the lay of the land and figure out where you fit within the company, um, where marketing design fits, how many people are working on it. So yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, so um, I am the marketing designer and front-end developer, uh, so a lot of website stuff. And then I originally joined, there was a marketing manager when I joined, and then she left a while afterwards. Uh, since my background is in marketing, I've been able to help out with some of those other tasks with um, you know, emails, social, whatever that may look like. Yeah. And then working closely with our account management team with a lot of copy and kind of helping helping fill in some of those gaps. And then recently we brought on a copywriter um, who's been a huge asset <laughs> to the entire company. And then this week we actually had a senior content marketing manager join the team um, after after quite a search, you know, and found just the right person. So we're really excited to have her on board. So for a long time then at the company, you were the marketing team, it yeah. sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with a lot of support from from like all my coworkers. Um, I, I couldn't ask for a better team with just people like jumping in. And, and if I needed support, um, everyone was more than willing to, to like write copy or, you know, any way that they could pitch in. I'm so fortunate to just work at a great place where people are more than willing to help you out. And do things that aren't necessarily like their job, you know? Exactly, yeah. exactly. How big is, is WeConnect? I forgot to ask that earlier on. We actually, um, we we were about 25 when I joined. And then recently mm-hmm. as a digital health company and just with, with what's happening in the world, we um, oh, yeah. just doubled actually in size. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Okay, so that was a very quick doubling and you're about yes. to about 50 people now. A lot of that is... Um, customer support and just like being able to to support more people because we are 
we'll have a lot more members you know we're really growing how many people we're supporting so just ramping up to yeah yeah that. that makes sense i do think it's like a very it's a small company attitude to have towards things you know where people are willing mm -hmm. to jump in and like help out in situations and like you being willing to take on things that aren't necessarily marketing design or, or front-end work you know um, while the company was searching for the right person that's such a like a special thing i think about working at a small company and I've actually, this is, um, I think this is the biggest company I've been at now. I've only ever really? worked at small companies. So I've gotten very used to <laughs> working, uh, wearing a lot of hats. And in that found like the ones that I really love. And that's how I found that I really love doing marketing and doing, or doing marketing design and doing kind of visual and, and that creative work. Um, and have felt fortunate where I've been able to kind of uh, shift my career in that direction because I have had access to more job responsibilities and able to kind of mm. move in a certain direction. So... Yes, I think you can grow faster in your career when you're at a small company compared to Absolutely. a big one. Even though the big ones look great on your CV, like the experience you're getting just isn't the same. Yeah, Absolutely. totally agree there. So now you do have a marketing team, but who do you report to? Uh, so I report to the COO. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also have the, um, the new marketing manager will be someone who I work very closely with. I also work yep. very closely with the woman who heads up the account management team, um, as well as sales. What about other designers within the company? Are there any other designers on the team? There are, yeah, we have product designers and that's one of the things I was actually really excited about with this role was um, being able to work very closely with the other product designers. I think like a month into the job, I requested to uh, trade my window desk for being able to be closer to the designers <laughs> and just kind of like tap on their shoulder and, and ask them things. Uh, we meet once a week typically cool. just to kind of go over what they're doing, go over what I'm doing. Um, they're very open to suggestions, which I like appreciate and, and even though they are quite senior to me, you know, are very willing to kind of take suggestions and, and roll with my feedback. Um, I've also helped out with like usability testing. I've done some testing with marketing materials and they've been very helpful in just kind of helping guide how I set up those tests and, and kind of lead me with some of like product design best practices to help better inform what I do over in marketing. We are definitely going to get into talking about that a little later on because I love that. <laughs> I, I do usability testing as well on marketing materials yeah. and it's not something that's super common. So yeah. that'll be yeah. that'll be cool to talk about. So it sounds like that probably this close relationship with the other designers on the team must have helped in this period where you were like a marketing team of one um, because you still felt like you were part of a design team, it seems. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was... Yeah. Um, when I was one of my first or like my first big project when I joined the company was redoing the website entirely. And mm -hmm. in that process, um, it got to a point where I had to say, hey, I can't take on any other projects if we want to get this turned around by deadline. And the other designers were just great with if someone needed like a brochure or, or kind of one off more like graphic print design, um, they could usually take that over like that overflow and very much appreciate that. And as a result, kind of once I had more capacity was always um, more than willing to jump in when I could and support them how I can. I love that. I love that mixing mixing of the responsibilities. Again, it's a very small company thing and it's, yeah. it's very special. <laughs> cool. This brings us in actually to talking about uh, the focus of your work and what you end up focusing your design time on most, which I find as a marketing designer is usually um, you focus on designing for the main marketing methods that the company like you know takes. What is WeConnect's approach to marketing and what do you end up designing most of the time? Yeah. I, I start off with web design or not mm -hmm. necessarily start, but that is that is what I really love doing and that's what I'm passionate yeah. about. And I'm, I'm um, 
I'm glad that I could kind of have that as my baby and, and have a lot of say in the website. Yeah. Aside from that, we do a lot of um, presentation decks for like mm-hmm. sales. And we have two main audiences. One is health plans that are potential partners. Um, so like very kind of big companies, executives that we're talking to. So a lot of that is more technical sales decks and like numbers and stats. And the other audience is the actual members of those health plans, um, which are people in early recovery. And so just the way we talk to that audience is very different. Um, Stats have tested horribly. (laughs) Like people just really do not care about numbers when they're just kind of at that stage in their life. And so, yeah, having these very two different materials um, for the the members um, and patients, it's more like posters or brochures or just kind of like very quick to read and just to skim versus executives there there will be more copy or like one pagers or um, things that are a bit more in depth right it sort of sounds like like tell me if I'm getting this wrong but the you know the executives and the the health companies that's like the customer but then mm-hmm. the customer is not the user in this case because the users are the exactly. people who have the substance use disorder um, mm-hmm. that you're helping out yeah yeah, interesting. Exactly. That must be a hard like balance to strike then on the website, you know, as you're thinking about these two different audiences. Yes. How do you approach that? How do you handle it? Yeah, so far I have had um, kind of trying to like segment the website. So I have like a page mm. for health plans and we also okay. have providers, which are like treatment centers that either work under like within the health plan ecosystem or independently. We partner with them as well. Um, and then another page for people onboarding onto the app we're also we're about to start working on a blog and so it's interesting kind of finding what that content will look like and and Mm -hmm. how to speak to more than one audience in there in a way that's still cohesive so i'm really i'm excited to see that be built out and and um working with our new senior content marketing manager on that and all the ideas she brings to the table with this just kind of unique situation Yeah, that is interesting. We have that problem, well, problem, fun challenge, whatever you want (laughs) to view you take of it, uh, at ConvertKit with our blog, because we produce content for creators to learn about Mm -hmm. marketing and, you know, building the audience, that sort of making sales online, that sort of thing. But then we also write posts about our company, um, Mm -hmm. which is more, I guess, for an audience of other remote companies or people wanting to start remote companies. And they're not always the exact same audience. We haven't found a great solution for that yet. I think I want to end up actually with two different blogs, each with a different brand name, essentially, um, for the different content. So it'll be interesting to see how how you decide to solve that problem, too. (laughs) Yeah, that is that is a thought that's uh, crossed my mind, (laughs) I will say. (laughs) Okay, so you spend a lot of time on the website. Um, You spend a lot of time, well, less time, it sounds like designing brochures and posters and like print type stuff. Anything else that that comes up in your in your general day to day of designing? Do you focus on ads, social media content, that sort of thing? Yeah, uh, social media, not so much ads. I think I did Mm -hmm. like one ad when I first joined the company and we haven't really done one since. Um, Emails also like a lot of even before I was like a in-house designer, I was doing a lot of like email templates and things like that. So that's still something I'm pretty involved in. I will say I probably do more time on like posters and brochures right now than I am doing on the website because one of the ways that we talk to the like the member patient audience is uh, creating a bunch of materials for our partners to then use to let let their patients know that this is like a free service to their patients that they're eligible for and can sign up for. So a lot of it is creating like a bunch of materials that we could hand off and then our partners are able to use those and just kind of make it as easy as possible for them. 
So with all this, because this is not a typical tech company in that it's like user comes to website, user signs up for product, user becomes paying member of product. That's how the company makes money. You know, mm -hmm. um, what are the metrics of success for marketing design at WeConnect? What I think is really helpful and what I see as like kind of a good uh, marker of my work is our form submissions. So having, okay. you know, having very CTA kind of focused web pages where someone comes to a web page, there's one call to action, except the homepage, that's a little bit different. Um, and, and making sure we're tracking that. But yeah, it is, it's challenging because with these like enterprise customers and, and clients and partners that we have, these are such long deals. It's not just like, oh, they come and they buy. So in addition to kind of tracking how many um, form submissions or conversions we're getting on the website, I think a lot of it is kind of the the long game of this like longer sales process that we have. And so that is making sure that our sales materials, like our slide decks are just very polished, that the website has a certain amount of polish that just in general, there has to be a certain quality so that we do we have their trust um, because these yeah. are very large, um, very large deals. I don't know what the numbers are, but it's, it's, you know, nothing to cough at, I'm sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's more about the brand, right. And how that presents exactly. as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. So if you're not, if it's not metrics, then that like measure your work, I suppose, how do you feel like your work is measured and how do you know when you've done well with, with a project mm -hmm. or with your job? At the risk of sounding like I'm tooting my own horn. Um, I, we have kind of a, the equivalent of employing the month of the month. Mm -hmm. And I actually, um, did get that twice so far this year. Um, well and done, then, Rena. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I think it's helpful for me to kind of just get a gauge on how I'm doing because, of course, we're always our own r worst critics. But um, the the feedback was just being very responsive and like quick to respond to to things that were mm. coming in, as well as being really really open to feedback and adaptable, which I think is important when you're doing design and and um, not getting too married to <laughs> what you're doing and also just caring about the mission. I think that's uh, we have a lot of people on our team, like myself included, who are in recovery ourselves and kind of have a different understanding of the space. And um, I didn't take the traditional route in that. And our company is very like program agnostic, meaning we don't say like AA is the way to go or, you know, right. anything like that. Um, and so having discussions about is this keeping us open to people on any path that they're on into recovery, you know, and, and making sure that um, that's communicated. That's amazing. And so it sounds like for sure you, you're not just in this role to take the work that is given to you, just do it and hand it back. Like you're playing a bigger part in the business, which I love to hear, especially when, uh, when design gets to do that in general, but marketing design in particular, I think um, that's really cool. Let's talk about a project at WeConnect and kind of kind of go through it. Where does work usually come from for you? And I'm sure it's different depending on what type of yeah. work it is. But um, yeah, do you get handed a brief? How does mm -hmm. it work? Yeah, typically we have a pretty informal practice right now, um, mm -hmm. which we are, you know, with the new manager that's coming in. She's talking about getting some different systems in place. And I'm actually really excited to, to have those in place and have a bit more streamlined and one place and to structure. track everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and more... <laughs> getting ahead of things better, you know, because I've been doing as best as I can to kind of predict things that like with like product update announcements, mm -hmm. things like that, just mm -hmm. get ahead of those as things are kind of it's a fast paced environment. So things tend to shift. But typically, someone will let me know like, hey, this is a project that's coming up, it might be like, I need this, like, for for slide decks, it is usually quicker turnaround. So maybe like in a couple days, I'll need this, we have a presentation with a potential partner. Um, with other things, it might be like, oh, I need this in a couple weeks. Usually, t someone just tells me, hey, like, this is a thing that is going to be 
I'm working on it. It'll be coming to you pretty soon. Who the audience is, is a big part of that. Uh, what the timeline is. And then I try to get content. Sometimes there's, there's not a lot of content. If there's not a lot of content, I ask who I could partner with to get that content, ideally. Okay. Sometimes, occasionally I'll write the copy, but um, for the most part, I like working with someone else since I also, I'm, I am kind of a strong editor. Originally, I went down that path too right after college. So it's easier for me to edit something than it is to just sit down and like write it from scratch. That's just another like great <laughs> asset to you being on the team, I guess, that you can be editor as well. That's really cool. Okay. So it sounds like things are um, kind of fairly informal, which I think is very common in, in small companies, yeah. that there's not a very strict briefing process that people have to go through. So... Talk us through the, the design side of things in the process. What tools do you use and um, what's that like in terms of like feedback loops and things like that? Yeah, so I I use Sketch a lot. It is kind of like a Sketch environment with the product designers. Um, mm-hmm. And if it's something quick like social media graphics I do in Sketch just because it's, it's easier, it's quicker. For things like, like anything print design, I will actually go into Adobe. So like Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, yeah, um, that whole just suite. depending yeah. what it is. Yeah. I love Figma. We're just not a Figma team, you know, so I, I tend to go to Sketch. And for feedback, if it's a bigger project, I love getting people involved like as soon as possible and just being like, here's a really rough thing. Don't let me like stray too far <laughs> in the wrong direction right. if I need to course correct. Let's do that now. Um, I know some people like doing like three different versions of something and then presenting that. And I think that's more maybe like an agency kind of approach to something where you're working with clients when it's in-house. I'm just like, here's a super rough thing. Like, you know me, you kind of, you, you could maybe guess where this is going. Like, is this kind of what you had in mind? When we used to be in an office, I'd go over and just like pull it up and, and show them. Sometimes I'm taking screenshots of my sketch files and sending that to people over Slack. So it, it depends, but I, I try to involve people I'm collaborating with as closely as I can. And how wide is that like team of, uh, I guess, project stakeholders? How many people are you usually asking for feedback for on a project? It depends who asked me for, for the sales team. I tend to work kind of one-on-one with people in the sales team. And actually also the same for the account management team. Usually there's a project owner of everything. Mm. Um, and so I'm able to kind of work with that one person. Now that we have a copywriter, when we're asked for something in the marketing department, it's usually her and I will kind of pair up and then talk with the the project owner on that. And then they're the person, if they need to get like approval from anyone else, they'll kind of take it and, and get approval. Nice. Do, do you find that the project owner um, kind of manages the project as well? Or do you end up doing a lot of that work? I'm guessing as a small team, you don't have a separate like project manager. Um, role. Correct. So yeah. how does that side of things work? Well, we do in product, but not, not in marketing. And I right. think, exactly. you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that will be a big part of the, um, the manager that just came in. That's going to be mm. part of her role, um, as well as like just strategy and kind of high level stuff. And then in the account management team, they do have someone who heads up that department and she, um, she's a fantastic project manager. I love working with her. Uh, my cat's wanting to get on my lap. Oh, hello. <laughs> we love having a furry friend on the show. For anyone listening to the audio version, you're missing out right now. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like it's very, maybe not collaborative in the sense that you're working with other designers on the process, but very open to feedback yes. and, you know, like um, throughout the whole way yeah. during the design. How do you know when the project's done? Like who decides mm-hmm. this is ready to go, this is ready to ship? It depends on the timeline. So like the website and one of the things I love about the website is it's never done. It's this kind of like mm-hmm. living thing that you could constantly be improving and, and working yeah. on and expanding. With other things, it's it's kind of how good could we get it before it's mm-hmm. due, <laughs> <Right>. essentially. <laughs> so, um, and like slide decks. Recently, I, I redid the template for the slide deck. So that is that was kind of like a bigger project that we're continuing to add slides to and, and adjust those as our 
data gets updated, things like that. I don't think anything's ever really done. We're just kind of like evolving everything that exists <laughs> over time. Yeah. I think evolving things is really important when you're a team of one as well, mm-hmm. because it's so much faster to start from a base than to, to start from scratch a lot of the time. So yeah, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense to me. This is all sounding like, it sounds like things are pretty great. You know, like you're able, you're in a good environment to get your work done. You've got a great team around you. What are the challenges that you face mm-hmm. and like things that you're working through at the moment? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge is with our, um, I've kind of talked a little bit about it earlier, but I haven't run into this before where we have our partners and then, you know, we actually don't have direct contact with their audience anymore. We used to go like in clinic and help people onboard there. But um, one, when we're expanding, we're realizing we need to kind of shift away from that model and two, you know, uh, stay at home happened, you know, so we're not, we're not able to exist, um, and have that like one-on-one FaceTime with, with patients. And we, because of healthcare regulations, they can't just give us a list of like emails for everyone that we should reach out to. So I think that is the biggest challenge and, and also shifting where, and one of the reasons I did a lot of testing too, is like our marketing has to be super strong. If we're going from like having a person in a clinic to having a poster in a clinic, you know, like, and not saying that that could ever I don't think a poster could replace a person just in terms of effectiveness, but um, let's try to get it as close as we can and get it as like eye catching and do as much as we can to make that an impactful piece of marketing to um, let people know that this is a service that they could use for free. Yeah. This is when our, like the brands that we work on have to take on like a personality and be, be like, take up the space, right? Exactly. Um, so that people know who we are, what we do, and can start to build a connection with it. I think that's, yeah, that's a really fun fun challenge to have, but but yeah, yeah. definitely a challenge. Let's talk yeah. more about this usability testing. Tell me more mm-hmm. about that. Is that something you just decided you wanted to do? Were you asked to do it? How did you do it? All of the things. Yeah, I um, this was something I actually decided to do for the reason I just mentioned. Like I, I realized that we were, this is even before stay at home, I, I realized with expanding our audience in the way that we're about to expand, um, or people that would be eligible for the app that became a much larger number and realized our marketing materials would be lifting a lot more weight because of yeah. that. Um, so what I did was we actually have what we call our ambassador program, which my coworker set up, which is a group of about 10 people who are in recovery who give more in-depth. Like we meet with each of them like one hour a month to do usability testing. Or um, in this case, I just sat down with them and had audience interviews. And I did like a bunch of different marketing materials with different images, different like headlines, you know, different wording to try to figure out what would appeal to them. Also, part of what inspired this was we realized uh, for legal reasons, we actually couldn't use the main value proposition that we've been using. So in our app, it's since it's incentives based, people, people could earn up to like $800 a year um, oh. by checking into routines and, and staying like on track with their recovery plan because we use something called contingency management, which is basically um, rewarding you. And it's it's shown to be the most effective standalone treatment for substance use disorder. That is why we have this as an incentives-based app. And this is like a huge part of what we offer. However, in our marketing materials, we, we legally aren't allowed to market to people who are covered by federally funded health insurance. Um, we aren't able to like incentivize them essentially okay oh well, there's so many hurdles to that you gotta yeah. go through yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was also part of what inspired like without talking about this really cool thing we're offering how could we entice people especially people who are in recovery which is 
um, you know, a niche in itself and, and people have different motivations and different kind of where they're at, how much, um, how they're processing the world around them, you know, typically kind of earlier in recovery, you're, it's a little bit harder to focus on things and, and there's just kind of some fogginess, you know? Um, so yeah, I did, I, I met with, um, seven of our ambassadors and did like half an hour to an hour of just like talking through stack ranking with just a lot of variables. And then based on the feedback that I got from that, I created two stack ranking exercises that like only had one variable each. And then actually had um, one of my coworkers who I love working with and he's just very like plugged into the recovery community actually had 10 folks that he knows who aren't really familiar with our company look at those and stack rank those as just like their first introduction to WeConnect, which I thought was just very helpful for in the context of like marketing materials. Yeah, getting that first impression for sure. Yeah. So, and then based on that kind of we're like, oh, people like this people. And like I mentioned earlier, like they don't like numbers, you know, they just mm-hmm. really don't care. So that's what numbers. you learned from the testing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And stack ranking is, I'm like, let me see if I've got this right. You're giving yeah. them a bunch of options and just getting them to pick like which you relate to the most to the least. Exactly. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I do a lot of, I, I do use a research course, which is where I'm doing similar things to what it sounds like you're doing mm-hmm. um, here in these, but we also do a lot of A-B testing on our website, but like, because you're designing posters and brochures to like be, be in clinics and things like that, you can't yeah. A-B test a poster using yeah. some sort of software because it's a real physical thing in the world and exactly. so um yeah that's obviously why this this testing you're doing um in research is so important and we are as our way to try to kind of get around that because like i mentioned we don't have direct you know we aren't sending out emails directly we yeah. are doing uh like link tracking um mm-hmm. so just kind of getting that set up where we should be able to track more easily those things that normally would automatically be baked into like if we were the person sending the email or or whatever. So. That's great. That's really interesting to hear um, how you're approaching that. I've been surprised honestly in this series uh, that not not every person that I've talked to has been has spoken about testing and um, mm-hmm. research. So yeah, it's just interesting to me to hear when companies choose to do it and and when they don't. And I think it's also it is. I mean, it's so common in in product, um, but like at like a design studio, you know, like that's not really a common thing. And for me, Mm. I think if I was working at a design studio, like doing similar things, I wouldn't necessarily think to test, but because the other designers that I'm working with are product designers and just seeing how I could learn from them and grow from them, um, from just like my interaction with them, this is the way that you grow, at least in my eyes, is like learning how to do smarter testing, you know, and I was kind of aware of things, but I didn't, um, like setting hypotheses and like just kind of having a different approach and a more sophisticated approach to this I learned from from um, just being able to kind of rub shoulders with them essentially. I also think this is another reason why like I personally love working in in-house design is because maybe testing isn't so relevant in a studio because you're working for a client and handing it over and moving on to the next project you know whereas yeah. being in-house we're testing to figure out like what our next project is going to be basically. Um, exactly. to, to keep improving the thing we work on. So it's interesting that you've been having some new people join the team lately and the company's obviously growing a lot. Do you see WeConnect hiring more marketing designers in future? Like where mm-hmm. where does marketing design go at WeConnect and, and where does your role go in the future, do you think? Yeah, I think it's something that we potentially will be doing. I've um, mm-hmm. discussed it a little bit with my boss and now the new marketing manager. We've, we've talked about this a little bit and I'm pretty open with folks that I, I love doing hands-on creative work. Um, I really like being an individual contributor and would like to continue to grow in that capacity. Having managed creatives before, I'm not necessarily looking to go that direction. Um, that being said though, I'm 
I like mentoring people, you know, like I'm open to that. I I don't dream of managing like a creative team though, you know, and, and kind of pulling away from the creative work. So I'm always curious like how other people are, are kind of pursuing that. I think that's not something that's talked about a ton is just like, where do you go from here? You're an in-house marketing designer. I feel like I worked a long time to kind of get here and I'm very happy here, but I'm I'm curious being the first in-house designer at this job and at my last job or in-house marketing designer specifically. Um, I don't really see what's next. <laughs> you right. know? Like you so. haven't got that, that role model in your company to, to see, oh, this is like mm-hmm. the future career path for me. Yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. Um, I think that I've been thinking about this a lot lately in my career too because um, I saw the path to growth clearer for me when I worked at a bigger company when there was levels of like senior and then there was like our lead and you know who would lead the team that sort of thing um, yeah. at a smaller company things are a little bit different in that way where the career growth doesn't necessarily mean like stepping up a ladder and managing more and more people for me it's meant more like taking on more responsibility within the company and being mm-hmm. involved more in the company and it sounds like yeah. you're already doing a lot of that you know you're not just thinking about the marketing side of things. Yeah. That's that's what it's meant for me is being more involved with our brand and our like overall campaign directions and things like mm. that. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. And yeah, being the person who's been in the marketing department like the longest out of the folks who are here now, yeah. um, I, I do notice I am like, I'm kind of defining the brand voice, you know, when it comes to copy yeah. and things like that. And the manager who just came in, some of the discussions we've been having is just kind of how I could um, take the lead on just like the brand for the company, even outside of marketing a little bit and, and mm. kind of, be growing that like I said it's just it's interesting to hear how other people have done this because also so often and I think you've talked about this in the past and, and content you've put out is the for like visual design graphic design so many people discuss like agency life and like what that right. looks like in an agency and it is pretty much like you're a junior designer you're a designer and then you're like ultimately going to creative director like that's yeah. kind of the goal but in in-house marketing designer it's like oh you're you know like you mentioned they're you had a clearer path at a bigger company. Hmm. I've never really seen that because I've always worked <laughs> at smaller companies. But yeah, it's interesting yeah, yeah. to uh, see how it works in other places and see what I should be aiming for if it's not, you know, ultimately management. So in my intro, I mentioned about how you like had this career path to get to where you are. And you said it during this mm-hmm. um, episode as well, that you've you've worked hard to get to here. Why did you choose to pursue in-house marketing design? And what do you love about your job? Yeah. Like I mentioned, I've, I've had the opportunity to wear just so many hats. And mm. um, my first job out of school, like my first full-time job was a uh, marketing coordinator and really getting to work on the website there. And that's when I like just totally fell in love, started teaching myself web design a bit more seriously than like MySpace coding. <laughs> yeah. I think many of us started off with. That was definitely my start. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the hands-on creative work, I really also like working with one brand and Mm. being able to kind of compare since I've worked you know I was at a in a studio for a short time as project manager and also being a freelancer and now being an in-house designer I think one of the things I like the most is I do have more creative autonomy Um, like at my job I feel like I'm like I've kind of proved myself and people just trust me to kind of take the lead and and do my job rather than like with with clients it's a little they want to be a little bit more hands-on, you know? Yeah. And they might have more time to kind of manage that project versus at work, we're all kind of like in our own zones. And so it's kind of like, hey, we need this. Uh, when could you get it to me by? And then I do it and it's either like, oh, like, let's adjust this or okay, cool. It looks good. Like, let's move on to the next thing. So 
Right. Yeah. You can really get to know the brand and just be trusted. Cause like you said, you're also yeah. developing the voice and developing what that brand should be as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you, Marina. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah. Where can people go to find out more about you? Is there anything else that you want to shout out? Yeah. Yeah. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Um, and if you are someone in recovery from substance use disorder or just dealing with any kind of other mental health things, just right now is a crazy time in the world, go to weconnectrecovery.com and you could find our um, our daily support meetings that are online for free. Uh, we have at least seven a day. And then for anything about me, my website is marinasnyder.com and you could find links. I'm not super active on social, but you could find links to <laughs> my channels when I do happen to go on those. Sounds great. Thank you, Marina. I really appreciate your time and thanks for sharing with us. Yeah, thank you again. This is great. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing about a bit of a different side of the tech industry. I love that Marina brought up career development at the end of our conversation there too. It makes me really wonder, um, anyone listening, if you feel like sharing, what is the next step in your career look like for you if you're a marketing designer? I'd love to hear about it. Let's let's talk about it some more. You can reach out to me on Twitter. I am at Charlie Prangley, same on Instagram. I would also love it if you enjoyed the episode, if you would head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. I've been super appreciative of all of your support so far in this new series of mine. And it's just been so fun to be producing it for you all. You can find links to all of our other episodes at insidemarketingdesign.co. And that's where you'll also find the show notes from this episode with links to Marina, links to WeConnect and the things that we mentioned there. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And I'll see you next week. Bye.